Okay, go ahead and close your eyes. And then breathing in and breathing out. Just go ahead and breathe in and breathe out. And imagine that there is a waterfall of sparkling white light falling down from heaven, cascading over your whole body and into the earth. And as you breathe, think of Christmas trees, think of holiday lights, Think of all the joy that's coming into the world right now during this season. Think of your family and the people that you love. And as you breathe in all of this holiday joy, just take it into your body and imagine that there are golden sparkles coming into your body and absorbing into your skin and into your bones into your face, into your smile, into your hair. And just feel yourself breathing in all these sparkling multicolored lights from all the well wishes from the whole world. And see yourself as a sponge of a holiday joy, just breathing in this holiday joy as it's absorbing into your skin, seeing your whole body sparkle with light, with all these different colors of light. Breathing in, I want you to imagine that right in front of you is Jesus. And notice that he has something in his hands. It's a gift little package. Notice how big it is. Go ahead and notice the wrapping and the bow on it. And in your mind's eye, just see Jesus handing you this gift. And go ahead and open the bow of that gift. And then take off the cover of that gift. And as you breathe, I want you to just relax and look inside that present. Look inside that gift. What did Jesus give you for Christmas? Go ahead and hug him and thank him for giving you that Christmas gift. And now see all of that holiday joy just coming out of your body and spreading out across the whole world. <laughs> you are a fountain of joy. And we pray that during this session, we all be filled with holiday joy for now and the rest of this month. And in Jesus' name we pray, amen. I want to welcome you to our interactive online church, Hale Ho'onani, which means house of praise in Hawaiian. Today, we're going to do our holiday communion with our Christmas angels. So as a reminder, can you get something to drink and maybe a piece of bread or a cracker? Like I got a gingerbread man. 
because that's going to be for our communion towards the end of the service. Mm. So just to remind you that. Um, this is what we're doing today. We're gonna, we just had our opening prayer. I did it first because I was waiting for you to get online. And then we're gonna have our Hawaiian word of the week. I'm gonna thank you, our church members, for this great year. Uh, we're gonna have a little announcement about our 2024 Sunday service schedule, which includes building your dream Bible, which is very similar to God's memory book of your life. And then we're going to do a mudra. with a, It's a prayer with hand gestures. And then our Sunday sermon is based on the Advent reading of Isaiah chapter 1, where we explain what Isaiah means about the coming of the birth of Christ. And then we're going to do our Holy Communion ritual. And since we have so much prayer built into our Sunday service today, we don't have to do our closing prayer. We'll just do a round of goodbyes. And after that, we'll have a 15-minute break. And then right back here for our private prayer meeting. So let's do our round of hellos, shall we? Hello, this is Dodie from Southern California, Temple City. Morning, everybody. It's Michelle from Oregon. Hello, Kami Brewer from Eaton, Ohio. Yeah, hi, it's Jim, and I'm in Charlotte, North Carolina. Dr. Rachel and Mary, you want to say hi? Oh, hi. This is Rachel, and I'm in Joshua Tree, California. Oh, so good to have you back. Mary? Mary, Irvine, California. Great. Hey, Marta. Marta, you want to say hello? Just unmute. Hi, um, I'm Marta, and I'm from Irvine, California. Awesome, Mart. And we have Honey from New York here. So welcome, Honey. Thanks, everyone, for saying hello. Um, our Hawaiian word of the week is pohihihi, which means mystery. So say that with me, pohihihi. So it's three he's, pohihihi, means mystery. And the way you sign the word mystery, pohihihi, is you kind of open your palms and you circulate them. Pohihihi, mystery. Pohihihi, mystery. Very good. First Corinthians chapter four, verse one talks about how the servants of Christ are entrusted with the mysteries of God. So it says, Namea pohihihi okeakua. Akua means God. Namea pohihihi, the mystery. Okeakua of God. So Namea Pohihihi Okeakua means the mystery of God. And you, with your spark of divine light within you, are entrusted with the mysteries of God. So say this with me the mystery of God lives within me, the Pohihihi of God lives within me. Okay, good job. <laughs> so first of all, Jim has been, is an immense contribution to our ministry because he created our website, all our social media, and the email newsletter. And Jim and I want to thank you for showing up at our Sunday service. Your comments and contributions are incredibly valuable 
it's essential for the podcast to have that feedback. So thank you so much. And and I'm sure that I speak for all of us when I say thank you, Thomas, for your mystical wisdom, Catherine, for your ministerial theology of comfort and care, Samantha, for your wisdom, bringing in the voices of the animals and pushing humanity's thought forward. Sophia for being an earth mother who sees Jesus as the miracle workers and her best friend. Akemi, because you're a therapist and you have the psychological expertise. And Dodi for being so passionate and thoughtful about the meaning of everyone's life path. And you really engage people to care. And Jim for being a creative bridge over the waters from the traditional to the futuristic. Mary for being someone who sincerely loves money with her whole heart and is teaching all of us that money is good. And Dr. Rachel for showing us the beauty of of deep pain and extreme smartness. Dora for your golden heart, being very practical and grounded. And Honey for being a great cheerleader who sees through all the BS. And Michelle, the born teacher who opens a way for children to blossom with your extrasensory perception. And Marta with your open, open heart and love. I just want to thank all of you for, for, for being part of our service. I mean, it really means a lot to us. So I want to announce a change in our Sunday services for 2024. So for the whole year of 2024, you will build your dream Bible. Your dream Bible contains your soul print. Your soul print. Like your fingerprint, your soul print is unique to you. No two individuals, not even identical twins, have the exact same fingerprint. It's a -a one-of-a-kind identification mark formed in the womb, and it remains unchanged throughout your life. And in the same way, your soul print was formed before you were born. And like a fingerprint reveals to you the unique way that you go through life, how you react to every circumstance, how you are in your relationships, what fulfills you, what brings you abundance. And throughout 2024, you will be writing pages to add to your dream Bible. It's the dream of your soul Bible. Your Bible contains your truths, your body's truth, your emotional truths, what feels right to you, your intellectual truths, the way that you think, and your spiritual truths, your life purpose. And it contains the truths of God. God is the child within you, the purest part of you, which is your soul. God living in your life at age three, at age five, at age 14, at age 19, at age 35, at age 70, at age 80. God is he, she, they, We're becoming their full selves at every age of your life. 
God is always becoming. God is always becoming you. And you are always becoming God. Your dream Bible is a document illustrating and mapping out that journey of God merging his life with your life and you merging your thoughts with God's thoughts. God once showed me a scrapbook and he called it the book of you. It was this teeny tiny book that fit in his pocket and he claimed that he carried it around with him in his pocket so that he could pull it out and reference it anytime he needed to. Kind of like a pocket dictionary or a pocket Bible. But it was a pocket book of you. And I was sitting in the park where I went to meditate sometimes for several hours at a time. And in those days I was, I was couch surfing. And I was unemployed. I wasn't really sure what to do with my life. Eckhart Tolle talks about a time when he was homeless and he would sit for hours on a park bench, or I think he did it for like several months, in a state of waking meditation. He was feeling at complete peace. And this was right before he wrote his international bestseller, A New Earth. And as I was meditating in the park, God often sat next to me. I could feel a presence. It felt like the warm sun, but it had weight, like heavy sunlight leaning up against the side of my body. And in my mind's eye, he pulls out this little, little book from his pocket and he opens it. And each page was like a living, breathing hologram showing a scene from the past. And he says to me, I have a book of you. I have one of these books for every person on the planet who is my child. It's a book of all our good memories. See, here's when you were from when you were four, when you were seven, when you graduated from seventh grade. And sometimes when you're at your lowest, I pull out this book and remind myself of who you really are. This, and he sticks his finger into my chest and this. He twirls his finger to sort of to indicate my life is temporary. Who you are is forever. And I've got it here. And he slaps this pocketbook on the palm of his hand in my book of you. God has a book of you. And when you build your dream Bible, you'll be creating the book of us, the book of God plus you. It's a very personal and intimate book of your life that you are co-creating together with your higher self. So do this with me now. Put your hands in prayer position over your heart. Heart full of sacred love. Now over your mouth, lips full of sacred words. And now over your forehead, mind full of sacred wisdom and sacred thoughts. Now on top of your head, spirit full of sacred inspiration. Now you're going to return your hands in prayer position over your heart, and you're going to open the wings of your heart 
May your heart offer sacred love to the world. Now over your mouth, opening the wings of your voice. May your lips offer sacred words to the world. And now opening the wings of your mind, may your mind offer sacred thoughts to the world. And now the wings of your soul, may your spirit offer sacred inspiration to the world. And now you're gonna return your wings over your heart and you're gonna gather the ocean of abundance. Here we go. May sacred love flow to you. Put your wings over your mouth. May sacred words flow to you. And then put your wings over your forehead. May sacred thoughts flow to you. And now the wings on your crown. May sacred inspiration flow to you. So today's sermon comes from this year's Advent reading. So Advent is a time of expectant waiting and preparation for the celebration of the birth of Jesus Christ at Christmas. So let me read it out loud to you. Isaiah chapter 1. A shoot will come up from the stump of Jesse. From his roots, a branch will bear fruit. The spirit of the Lord will rest on him, spirit of wisdom and of understanding, the spirit of counsel and of power, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. And he will delight in the fear of the Lord. He will not judge by what he sees with his eyes or decide by what he hears with his ears. But with righteousness he will judge the needy. With justice he will give decisions for the poor of the earth. He will strike the earth with the rod of his mouth and with the breath of his lips he will slay the wicked. Righteousness will be his belt, and faithfulness the sash around his waist. The wolf will live with the lamb, the leopard lie down with the goat, the calf and the lion and the yearling together, and a little child will lead them. The cow will feed with the bear, their young will lie down together, and the lion will eat straw like the ox. The infant will play near the hole of the cobra, and the young child will put his hand into the viper's nest. Now we see in this reading that things that go against nature, or what we've been taught goes against nature, become possible. The lion lays down with the lamb. And we're taught that animals in the wild are dangerous, deadly to humans. But there was a time in our human history where many cultures and many communities of people lived in harmony with animals in the wild. In fact, in Hawaii, only two generations ago, people 
today still remember when their grandparents would wade out into the sea where it was about knee deep to greet their pet sharks. The keepers of the sharks are called kahu, and their grandparents would take a rock to scratch the nose of their pet shark and feed it bananas or fish. And this has been documented in historical texts from 1902 and 1892. One famous kapuna, which means elder, named Pilahipaki used to feed her pet shark. And her nephew and grandson still do this today. Here they are, Michael Nakachi and his son Kaikea in the Honokahau Harbor. They're offering their ho'okupu, which means offering. In this case, it's mangoes to their shark friends. And similarly, there's a woman who lives in the taiga, which is the remote forest in Siberia, Russia, who's friends with wild animals. Her name is Anastasia, and she was born in 1969. She has a son and a daughter who are also friends with wild animals. And in the winter, she sleeps with the bear to keep her warm, and the wolves play games with her. The squirrels will take the pine cones and peel them and put their pine nuts in her hand so that she can eat. In Isaiah, it's talking about the coming of the Christ. The Christ is a child. A child represents beginnings. Isaiah is talking about a return to childhood, a return to a time of innocence, when the lion lay down with the lamb. The truth is that in the beginning, and remember yourself, as a child before life rushed in and edumacated you, when your imagination was pure. In the beginning, there was peace on earth before there was war. There was abundance and prosperity before there was poverty. There was hope and faith before there was despair. There was youth before there was age. There was a child before there was an adult. And so the return of the child within you is the birth of Christ within you, the rebirth of your inner child, the second coming, is the second coming of your youth, your childhood. You get to experience what it's like to be a child again, to be new, to be innocent, to be pure. That is the meaning of the lion laying down with the lamb you the adult, the lion who devours, the adult within you will lay down with the lamb, the child within you, and you shall be both. You shall be human and divine at the same time, old and young at the same time, known and unknown at the same time. Isaiah chapter one, verse one says, a shoot will spring from the root of Jesse, meaning that the original, the ancient, what was in the beginning will come again. And what you were in the beginning of your life, a pure reflection of divinity, 
will come again. So let's, let's do a three minute meditation. Go ahead and close your eyes and breathe in and out fully. Good breathing in and out. Without thinking about it, your mind will bring up an image of you as a child. Notice what age you are. You see what you're wearing? Do you see your hair? Do you see your face? Look into that child's face. Notice their eyes. What qualities does this child have? How does this child make people feel? What is their secret to life? Look at this child. What is their secret to life? fully. Please open your eyes. Take out your journal and write down the qualities of your child, how they made people feel, and their secret to life. So are we ready to share? Go ahead, Jim. Okay. Um, you know, I just have this memory. I had this memory of, um, you know, I guess I was about five or something and I would just be out in the front yard playing with trucks <laughs> and I, and there was nobody else there. It was just me. Like I was very com comfortable playing by myself. I did not need a bunch of friends. I had a lot of friends, but they were all not there. And I was out there and my dad actually captured it on eight millimeter film. And so I've got this image. So I, re I remember the actual doing of it. And then I've got this image of it too. And it's really brief. <laughs> it was only a few seconds. And, but I remember it clearly. And it was just, you know, the, it was, it was just the feelings of being independent, you know, and confident and just being in the moment. You didn't think about the past. You didn't think about the future, you know, no real responsibilities. You're just playing. So it was, it was fun, but that's what came back to me. And, um, and you know, when I 
go inside. It's like the people around me are just happy, um, not for what I do, but for who I am. You know, they're happy just for who you are. It's just it's not about what you do. It's just who you are. So I thought that was really nice. And uh, it was great meditation. Awesome. Does anyone else want to share? I'll go ahead and share mine. I was about four years old and uh, I was very delicate and ladylike. If if you know me, I am not ladylike. I am a man in a woman's body. But when I was four, I was very delicate and ladylike and I made people feel elegant and refined. And my secret to life was I brought out the best in people. So very different from how I am now. <laughs> okay, so one last chance if anyone wants to unmute and share. Don't do not feel obligated, only if you want to. I'll oh, share yeah. one more thing. Okay. When we did that opening prayer, that was the um the gift was confidence, you know, that I got. So in this one, what are their qualities was, you know, the independence, confidence in in, in the present moment. So it really tied together. That's great. The gift of the inner child. Love it. <laughs> I'll share. Um, the picture that I got in my mind was me about two years old, sitting on my dad's shoulders um, out outside in our backyard. And there's a clothesline behind, behind us. Because I, I have a picture of this too, a physical picture of it. And um, I just remember feeling so... Um, I just remember feeling like hope and love and pure joy and innocence and happiness in that time. And then I wrote down that I wrote that I still feel basically the same as I did in that picture, but a wee bit battered for some of, from some of life's challenges, but very thankful I wrote. That's so awesome, Michelle. Thank you so much. <laughs> That's great. People are going to wonder, how can you become so pure like a child again at your age? Well, it's a mystery. How can the lion lay down with the lamb? Last month, Safina Namukwaya, a 70-year-old woman in Uganda, gave birth to twins. In 2019, Aramati Mangayama from India gave birth to twins at the age of 74. And she and her husband had been married for 57 years before they decided they wanted to start a family. <clears throat> She'd also been in menopause for 30 years before she gave birth. Here's another mystery of faith, falling in love. Kay and Kurt Nelson got married when they were 80 and 82 years old. And this happened in 2021 in Austin, Texas. And at their wedding, they said that they never felt like this before. Last year, 97-year-old Carl Hammer and 95-year-old Reva Truitt got married in Sacramento, California. A couple months ago in October, a pair of 96-year-olds in Kansas, Carl and Doris, decided to get married. No matter how old you are, you are a massive flame of hope. 
and people will poke at you. They'll try to distract you. Hey, 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 yeah. How are you burning so bright? And you just stand there and be a massive flame of hope. <laughs> Look at this guy. Uh, being a massive flame of hope. <laughs> you don't have to explain yourself when you are a light within a light. Mystery is a quality of the divine. The most mysterious yet beautiful creatures in the Bible are the angels. You don't need to explain something that is mysterious. You just need to experience it in order to understand beauty. So now we're gonna prepare to do our ritual of communion. And we're also gonna do some liturgy. And liturgy is traditional prayers that have been chanted for centuries. So they hold a certain vibration, a power, an energy that heals. Because billions of people have purified those tonal vibrations with their hope and their good intentions across space and time, across the eras of human suffering. So let me explain a few parts of the liturgy that we're gonna to use today in our communion. And the first is the Lord's Prayer. So this is it in English. And there's a little portion of it right in the middle that says, deliver us from evil. Now for sure, there is evil in this world. And the evil that we experience is not just war and violence. It's also death by a thousand paper cuts. It's when you go to the DMV and you're saying the Lord's Prayer to yourself silently as you stand in line and you're protected from that one customer service representative whose purpose is slow death by boredom to all who enter the DMV. And instead, you just sort of breeze through the line, you get your papers, rubber stamp, you're out of there. It's when you're in a packed airplane and there's a screaming toddler with their drunk parents causing havoc, and you're saying the Lord's Prayer to yourself, you're stuffing earplugs into your ears, and you're protected from that chaos. You fall asleep the entire flight. Just wake up right in time to deboard the plane and sail on out of there with no issues. Or when your coworker, AKA master energy vampire, swaggers up to your cubicle to harass you and you're chanting the Lord's prayer silently in your head and suddenly they choke on a candy cane. It happens. And that is the everyday micro evils that these traditional prayers, like the Lord's Prayer, protects you from. And since you may already know the Lord's Prayer in English, I want to introduce you to the original version that Jesus said in Aramaic. So here it is. Oh, heavenly Father and Mother, friend, beloved God, May our ceaseless, silent utterance of thy holy name transform us to thy likeness. Inspire us that our matter worship be changed to adoration of thee. Through our purified hearts, may thy perfect kingdom come on earth and all nations be liberated from misery. Let the soul freedom within us be manifested outwardly 
May our wills grow strong in overcoming worldly desires and finally be attuned to thy faultless will. Give us our daily bread, food, health, and prosperity for the body, efficiency of the mind, and above all thy love and wisdom for the soul. It is thy law that with the same measure ye meet, it shall be measured to you. May we forgive those who offend us, ever mindful of our own need for thy unmerited mercy. Leave us not into the pit of temptations into which we have fallen through our misuse of thy gift of reason. Should thou wish to test us, O Spirit, May we realize that thou art enchanting beyond all earthly temptation. Help us deliver ourselves from the shadowy bonds of the soul, evil ignorance of thee. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Okay, so now let's get ready to do our holiday communion. So uh, do you have your piece of bread or a cracker? You have that. You also have a cup of water, wine, tequila, juice. Okay, so as we go in, you're going to have your items ready. Uh, our inspiration for today's holiday communion are the Christmas angels. According to Lorna Brine, the Irish woman was born with the gift of communicating and seeing angels. The Christmas angels come down once a year carrying balls of light. And recently she saw one of those angels that had come from the heavens drop a ball of light on top of a home. And then she saw that ball of light explode and sparks went out into every nook and cranny of that home, and she knew that it had touched everyone. So while there are Christmas angels dropping balls of light into your life this holiday season, you also carry a ball of light. And our communion, communion today is receiving God's light into your light so that you will have a holy light within your light. Okay, so first you're going to hold your bread or cracker in the palm of both your hands. Okay, so don't eat it yet. I'm going to tell you when. So right now, all we're going to do is we're just going to infuse it with spiritual energy. So pray along with me. Dear Christmas angels, feed my flame of hope with your sacred hope. Feed my heart with your sacred heart. Feed my mind with your sacred mind. Feed my spirit with your sacred spirit. Feed my life with your sacred life. Okay, so now go ahead and eat the body of divine light. Okay, now you're gonna hold up your drink in both your hands, like this. Pray along with me. May the light of Christ be within me, 
May the faith of my force, may the force of my faith be my sword. May the armor of love protect me. May the crown of joy anoint me. May luck and abundance surround me. May your light be a light within my light. And now go ahead and drink the nectar of divine light. We did it. <laughs> you are blessed with Christmas light. How do you feel? You feel okay? <clears throat> okay, so as I said, we're not going to do our, our closing prayer. We're just going to have our round of goodbyes. Then we'll have a 15-minute break and we'll come back to do a prayer meeting. So if you have a prayer for yourself, we're going to pray for you and see a vision. Everyone sees a vision of what's going on. I have a question. Yeah. I'm 70-something. If I have a baby, how you feel? Congratulations, Mary. I hope it attracts a boyfriend to your life. Are you kidding? If I die, who's going to take care of the baby? Uh, your other daughter. No, I'm just reality. Think about it. And then... People mm -hmm. 90 some years old, they get married. Yeah, because they are senile. Yeah, they don't have to do drugs. They're already there in the zone, loving it. Yeah. Thanks, Mary. I just wanted to say goodbye and wish everybody a, a happy holiday and a safe and restful holiday. And thank you, Pastor Vicki. It's so good to see you again, Dr. Rachel. We missed you. Thank you, Mary, for always bringing a dose of reality to the service. We always need that check, that reality check. That's great to have. So thank you and have a happy holiday. Thank you, Pastor Vicky and everybody. Uh, it was really great. And I feel like uh, my body's really like, purified right now. So um I feel really great. So um, I hope I wish you happy holidays and happy new year. Oh, it was a wonderful service. Thank you so much, Pastor Vicki. And thank you, everyone. I hope everyone has a wonderful, wonderful holiday and new year. Thank you, Pastor Vicki. Thank you, everyone, for sharing. Um, I wish you a healthy, happy um, holidays. Thank you. Thanks, Marta. And thanks, honey. Thanks for being online. So I'll see y'all in 15 minutes if you want to join our prayer meeting. Thanks.